Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy. Our series on Abraham's life comes to an end today. It is Abraham's trust in what God has said that determines whether he rises. He is tested in our final story. Abraham's faith is pushed to its limits as he holds on to what God has promised, and his story serves as an example of faith and perseverance. Abraham's faith is like a sturdy tree, with his trust in God serving as the deep roots that hold him up and keep him, keep him going in the face of trials and temptations. Genesis chapter 22, starting in verse 1. After these things, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will show you. God tested Abraham. The command to sacrifice Isaac was never meant to be completed. It put Abraham in a position where his faith was stretched to the limit and expanded. Abraham is put forward as an example of faith because his faith stood strong in this test. To grow in your faith, exercise your faith. Physical training has so much to teach us about spiritual training. You will never grow in fitness or physique if you only do things that are comfortable or familiar to you. Challenge yourself. Try to pick up things that are a challenge. Try to run a distance that is challenging. You must push your body to begin the process of growing stronger. Faith is the same. You must step out. Challenge yourself. If you are uncomfortable talking about Jesus to people, set a goal to invite someone to church every week this year. If you're not serving, sign up for nursery or children's church. When you don't want to get up on a Sunday, make some sacrifices to be here. Push yourself to study scripture and pray more than you're used to. Pass what is comfortable. When you see someone in need, go help them. To grasp the depth of this story, we need the backstory. God promised Abraham to give him a multitude of descendants who will become a great nation and to bless all nations through them. Abraham and his wife Sarah waited for decades. They went through times of doubt and even sin trying to make God's promise happen in their own way. They endured, and finally, at a hundred years old, God gave them Isaac. Now, after all that time, their hearts are full of joy. And now God says... Go offer your son as a burnt offering. Verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance that God would show him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to the young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham trusted God. He believed God's promise that Isaac was the fulfillment of the promise. He trusted God enough to obey in killing his son because while he did not know how, he knew that God would somehow preserve his life to fulfill his promise. Remember, he says, we will come back to you. The author of Hebrews in chapter 11 describes the event. Starting in verse 17, By faith Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac. He who had received the promise was ready to offer up his only son, of whom he had been told, It is through Isaac that descendants will be named for you. He 
He considered the fact that God is even able to raise someone from the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did bring him back. Abraham did not know the way, but he did know that he trusted God's words, and so he went to offer Isaac as a burnt offering. That is what faith is. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and he, he himself carried the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, Father, and he said, Here I am, my son. He said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And the two of them walked together. Once again, Abraham gives us indication that while he doesn't know the details, he expects that God is not going to take his son from him this day. He says God himself will provide the lamb. When they came to the place that God had showed him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar and took on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took his knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. God certainly waited until the very last second to deliver Abraham and Isaac from despair. Not only does this story demonstrate the faith that we are called to live, it also gives us a glimpse of the object of our faith. Jesus is foreshadowed in that God provides the ram as a substitute instead of Isaac. God provides a sacrifice in the place of his son. Abraham names the mountain the Lord will provide. When your blood was demanded as the price for your rejection of God, God provided. He gave his son to die for you, to be the ram sacrificed in your place. Isaac went up the mountain marked for death. He even carried the wood, the instrument of his death, on his back, just like Jesus carried the wood of the cross. Isaac walked back down the mountain alive. But Jesus was not spared. If Isaac had been killed, he would have remained dead. But Jesus, he is the Son of God, able to retake his life. He died and rose again. In view of Abraham's faith, God affirms his promises in verse 15. It says, The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you. I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies. And by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. Abraham lived at Beersheba. Abraham trusted God. That is faith. Abraham's faith was reckoned to him as righteousness, and so God blessed him. Understand this. Your faith, the trust in your heart, is where God is looking. But as we look at the whole picture of faith, do not overlook the actions of Abraham. James teaches us the relationship of our faith with our actions. James chapter 2, verses 21 through 24. 
Was not our ancestor Abraham justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, the faith was active along with his works, and by his works, faith was brought to completion. Thus, the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works, not by faith alone. Now, a lot of people misunderstand James. It's not downgrading faith or elevating works over faith. Instead, he says that they are inseparable. Genuine faith will result in genuine works. Abraham believed God, and so he went to the mountaintop to do what God had said. What does your faith lead you to do? It should lead you to worship, to love people, to serve, to participate in church, to pray, and to devote yourself to understanding the Scriptures. Now, faith is not passive. It is active. It leads to actions. Genuine faith leads you to do things differently than you would do before. It leads you to do things you wouldn't have done before. Great movements of God are often preceded by simple acts of obedience by his people. Kent Hughes writes, So we see that the Lord who tests is the Lord who provides. That is what we need to see about God. As we go through the tests of growing a greater faith, as God tests us and stretches us, we believe and he provides. He always has provided. He provides for every believer. He always has. So when we are called to give our Isaacs those things that are most precious to us, we need to understand that when we do it, it is by God that God is Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. Faith doesn't mean that bad things won't happen, that everything will always go smoothly. Instead, genuine faith trusts that in the end, God will make his promises true. Listen, if you weren't there, ask someone who was. VBS was not easy. It was hard, and it was stressful. Things didn't go the way we planned them, but our faith told us to keep coming back and keep loving kids and telling them about Jesus like God had said. And we did, and in the end, we have seen blessing for it, and I think we will continue to see God bless that faith into the future. So faith doesn't negate sufferings or problems. Instead, it creates a bolder faith that boldly walks through sufferings and difficulties and stresses, knowing that God's promises will not fail, that he is with us, that he is guiding, empowering, and equipping us to win in the end. Faith is not believing that God will do what you want. It is believing that God will do what is best for you in the end. It doesn't mean that you don't have doubts. It just means that your life has never lived according to those doubts. It's really also simple. We grow in faith as we believe the Word of God. The process is this. God comes to us with His Word and speaks to us, and we are challenged to believe Him. When we believe His Word, He tests us by pushing us to the limits of our faith so it can expand. There are ups and downs, but God grows our faith like a tree, slowly grows to its full height. We might not be aware of the growth, but if we look back, we can see how it is grown. The process is like a marathon runner, starting slow and then gradually building up speed and strength. They run just a little more, a little faster each day until they can run the marathon in its entirety. Similarly, it takes time, patience, and commitment to progress in faith. 
But if we keep trusting God, he will eventually, we will eventually reach our full faith potential. Thank you for listening to Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy. We want you to go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once again, that is www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once you're there, you click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're listening, how we can pray for you, and how we can serve you. You can also click Sermons and Midweek Focus and hear all of our previous sermons and uh, Midweek Focus, a short a two- or three-minute teaching just to get you focused in the middle of the week. Click on Give to be able to give to support our ministry. Uh, we would also love for you to come and join us any Sunday morning at 10.50 a.m., is our worship gathering. We're on Main Street right beside the courthouse in Stanford, Kentucky. Once again, thanks for listening. This is Stanford Christian Church, and my name is Pastor Jeremy. Have a great week. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.